Welcome to Innovate at Open, the podcast that explores open source through the lenses of distributed collaboration, collective invention, and technology creation. I'm your host, Gordon Half, technology evangelist with Red Hat. Hi, everyone. This is Gordon Half, technology evangelist with Red Hat, and I'm here just sheltering myself from the rain a little bit at FOSDEM in Brussels, and I'm here with Frank from Nextcloud. So, Frank, introduce yourself. Hey, uh, Frank Karliczek, um, founder of Nextcloud, and um, yeah, also here in cold uh, Brussels um, at FOSDEM, and yeah, great to catch up with you again. So it has been a little while. What I talk about today is there has been this general trend towards essentially kind of giving up on hosting your own email collaboration software and just depending upon services. And at one level, it's understandable. Uh, You can't do everything yourself. For a lot of people, the hosted services do a good job. However, really with you and your company, You've been pushing back on that trend. Yeah, that's an interesting, um, interesting um, point. That uh, I mean, obviously, we um, saw the rise, the rise of um, of cloud computing the last ten years, which means you basically outsource your IT and your services more and more to well, some some companies, Amazon, uh, Google, Microsoft, and so on. And I think this is a trend which will um, go on. But I think more and more there's also uh, a place for something different. So there are places where you have special requirements. It might be around security or you really have a lot of data or you want to have like very, very deep integration into some other system or there's some, some legal reasons. So we see a trend that really some customers and organizations, they like the cloud for some things, but for other things, they want to have something on-premise or or at least a hybrid. Historically, running things like your own office suites, your own email systems and the like, I think was sometimes seen as, well, not originally it was because you didn't have any choice, but I think more recently it's been seen as something one did for perhaps ideological reasons or just because there was this generic lack of comfort with hosted solutions. But I think you're touching on something that's important. That there's also business reasons, governance reasons, compliance reasons for a lot of organizations. And perhaps that's even a rising trend given a lot of things that are happening around the world. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, um, I mean, we here at Foster, which is an open source event, and I agree that in the past there were some ideological reasons, mainly that it has to be free software and open source. But that, that, that's all nice. But nowadays there are more and more business reasons to actually have something on-premise or under your control running free software. Just some examples. Um, for example, one of our bigger um, customers of Nextcloud is the German government. Um, and lately also the French government. And they're both running Nextcloud in uh, internal networks that are not even connected to the internet. So they use Nextcloud as Office 365 alternative where the, the employees of all ministries can collaborate and communicate and work together. 
and they have special security requirements because of that. They want to run it disconnected from the internet on-premise on their own hosting centers in like yeah, networks that are isolated from, from, from the internet. So these are special requirements that you can't get from the classic centralized cloud services. Other examples are um, if you deal with a huge amount of data, another customer of us is uh, DAISY. That's like the, the German particle accelerator. Um, when they're doing the experiments, they're creating literally petabytes of data per day. If you create that amount of data per day, it's really hard to upload them all to some remote hosting center of some cloud service. And they really have their super scalable, fast infrastructure like in the next room. And for them, it makes sense to use something like Nextcloud to deal with this data because copying over the internet somewhere else is just not possible with this amount of data. And there are also like legal reasons. So for example, a lot of enterprises in, in, in Europe are um, they want to have something that's GDPR compliant. They're afraid of Cloud Act and other things. And for them, it's really important to have something, have their data local. And this is also something we can do with Nextcloud um, as an on-premise solution, which is hard to use or hard to, hard to get from the classic cloud providers. I think what you're really telling us is there's increasing sophistication in what you all call a hybrid cloud or multi-cloud over where things run. I think when we were kind of getting started in this journey, so to speak, there was a lot of, well, everything's just going to be like an electric utility or nobody's going to all use this cloud thing except as a toy. And both of those binary choices have been pretty much shown to be wrong. And what you're seeing, I think, are use cases where there's a lot more sophistication over where certain workloads should run and certain workloads shouldn't run. Yeah, exactly. I mean, this is um, <laughs> this is something I, I say in my talk sometimes. When uh, I mean, it's interesting to see where the term cloud comes from. I think the term clouds comes from the 90s, from the, this old PowerPoints where we have these cloud symbols that are in some, in some infrastructure graphics, at least that's my theory. And what's meant with these cloud symbols in, in, in these PowerPoints were always like, yeah, there is some infrastructure there, but it's a bit cloudy. I don't really know what it is. I don't know how it works. I don't know how many hard disks and cables and servers are behind that. And I also don't really care. It's not my business, it's just abstracted away, it's just a service. So it's like magic somehow, the magic on the, in the internet somehow. And I think this is changing. People care nowadays. They want to know where it is, what the SLA is, what's behind it, if there's a vendor login, how is the cost in the future, what's the compliance and so on. So I think the time, the times are over where you just use something and you don't really care. Nowadays you care. And there are some places for on-premise um, solutions and there are pl places for the classic AWS clouds. And I think it's, it's good to have the choice between both. Back when I was a product manager for computer systems, I remember we had the cloud thing. And I always kind of joked that well, that was all the networky stuff, which those computer people didn't really understand, didn't really want to understand. One of the ironies, I think, with the original cloud computing concept, or at least the cloud computing concept, is 
popularized by folks like Nick Carr with the big switch, was to imagine this very standardized central power systems. And yet, in the years since then, what we're seeing with things like solar and other renewables is there's, in fact, while there's still a lot of standardization, and I'd argue standardization is still very important in a lot of contexts, and let's get to that next, but the actual creation and distribution of power has become rather distributed. Can you talk a little bit about standardization in the context of next cloud and some of the things you do around collaboration tools and storage and so forth? Yeah, that's another very interesting topic. I mean, obviously, not every company wants to reinvent everything. So it's very important to have standardized components. And this is like from from infrastructure, from storage, like some S3 compatible storage or some some containerization, there's more and more standardization and also in the area where Nextcloud is active, which is in the collaboration and communication space, it's important to have some standardized components because people don't want to reinvent everything. But but there are also reasons where you want to differentiate. Maybe for, as I mentioned earlier, about uh, because of security or because you want to have special functionality. Maybe, maybe you were in your, I don't know, your automotive supplier and your specialty is some I don't know that you really deal with some parts in a very special way I don't know and then it's very it's useful to have like software open source and free software that you can understand and change and tweak to your needs so I think standardization is is great for 90% of the things but it is it's still important that you can differentiate in the 10% that are important for your business. With your customers, how do you split things between your customers who are very interested in Nextcloud because you're open source, you're open standards and so forth, versus basically you just have a good on-prem product? In our community where we are, I mean, we're walking around for 20 years and say, yeah, free software, open source, open source. And, and I think it didn't really resonate too much in the business world because the fact that it's open source is not so important. But what's important are the freedoms they have that are a result of, of open source. And this is something I think we should talk more about. For example, that you don't have a vendor login or that you can actually look inside your system and make sure that there is no backdoor or so other compo- other things that are, that are interesting. In, in Europe, there's this big discussion about digital serenity sovereignty, um, which means um, that you're in control of your data and your com- uh, communication. And that's, of course, related to open source and free software, but it is, I don't know, it makes it better understandable. So open source is, I think it's a technical term, which is not, open source in itself, not so important for companies, but what it means is is important. Thank you for listening to this episode of Innovate at Open. For future episodes, subscribe to Innovate at Open on your favorite podcast app. You could also go bitmason, B-I-T-M-A-S-O-N, dot blogspot.com for show notes, blogs, and a full archive of episodes and more. Thank you for listening. This is Gordon Half, Technology Evangelist at Red Hat.